Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. Great to have you with us on what is another historic day. The battle for Speaker of the House, the third most powerful job in Washington, D.C., in our federal government. That is after the president and the vice president. It's all hanging in the balance as the House is voting to decide who will be the speaker for the next two years. California Congressman Kevin McCarthy had expected to be coronated as Speaker of the House. And why not? It's been that way for a very long time. But he now finds himself fighting for that job. And he so far is losing the fight to a group of Republican reformers who want to restore integrity to the leadership and rules of the House. How about that? Another round of voting resumes today after three previous rounds 20 congressmen have blocked McCarthy's quest for 218 votes. And Congressman Matt Gates nominated Congressman Jim Jordan to the speakership against his wishes. Jordan, in fact, has supported McCarthy for speaker. Jordan maintains that he doesn't seek the job while effectively being drafted by the reformers, and he now has 20 votes. Those 20 votes mean that McCarthy can't win so long as Jordan supporters hold the line, and they obviously mean to do just that. McCarthy has refused to adopt any of the reforms asked for by the congressmen who want to make the House transparent to voters and the American public, to make the legislative process more open and assure accountability, and give committees more power and independence. This is truly a battle between America First reformers and the rhino establishment wing of the Republican Party. For example, Republican strategists Carl Rove, Ronna McDaniel, the chair of the RNC, and former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich all have been among those the last week fear-mongering the very idea of the Republican conference actually having a voice in betting and deciding who will be their leader, their Speaker of the House. And as I said, it is the third most powerful job in our government. It's been a hundred years. Think of this. It's been a hundred years since more than one round of voting for speaker has been necessary. Now, Carl Rove said there would be chaos, utter chaos. Ronna McDaniel warning of terrible, terrible consequences. And Newt Gingrich, well, he said the life of the very republic could be threatened as democracy seeps into the House of Representatives. Those scare tactics were laughable, of course, except all three of those folks are doing the bidding of the establishment. That's how much the global corporatists and Marxist dims truly fear a powerful, transparent, responsible House of Representatives. They wanted their martinet, Kevin McCarthy, to be in place, reliable and pliable, compliant and uncomplaining. 
good old Kevin. That was the deal. And that's the very deal that's being broken up at this very moment, we hope. The reformers led by Congressman Andy Biggs, who was running against Kevin McCarthy for speaker, threw his support to Jordan on the second round. Biggs was joined by Matt Rosendale, Ralph Norman, Bob Good, Matt Gates, Mary Miller, Chip Roy, Mike Cloud, and Keith Self. And Eli Klain, Paul Gosar, Dan Bishop, Josh Brishan, Lauren Bulbert, Andrew Clyde, and Andy Harris, Anna Paulina Luna, Brandon Ogles, and Scott Perry, Byron Donalds, and Keith Self. That is an honor roll that I just had to share with you. I know it's a long list. And I hope we should pray that that list gets much, much longer. Our guest today is Congressman Ralph Norman. He's from the great state of South Carolina. He's represented the 5th District of South Carolina since 2017. He is a great American. We talked with Congressman Norman at the conclusion of the third round of voting yesterday. It was a day of high drama. It was historic. And the congressman joined us from the Republican cloakroom just as Congress was adjourning. Welcome, Congressman, to The Great America Show. I want to begin by thanking you and your 19 colleagues for standing up for the integrity of Congress, opposing more rhino establishment rule in the Republican Party. Congratulations on making history. For the first time in 100 years, the speakership will be decided by more than one ceremonial vote. Congratulations on handing Kevin McCarthy three straight losses in today's rounds of voting. Is this battle going according to plan for your group of reformers? Yeah, you know, you go into this and you never really know but what I'm proud of. I mean, first of all, it's a, such an honor to serve in Congress. Uh, and it's a, it's a good feeling to be able to finally do something. I mean, we pick a speaker uh, for the next two years, and it should go through this process. You ought to vet them just like you would vet a head of a, a CEO of a company that's going to take over uh, that's struggling, and you want to vet them as to what their blueprint for solving it is. And that's what we're doing with Kevin. And it's, he just has got a history, a 14-year history of just spending, and he's never stood up to it. And if not now, when? The cancer in this country is the debt, and the cancer of this country is accepting what Democrats um, give us from the Senate. And we're going to be in nine months, and Lou, you know this, we're going to be back looking at the raise the debt ceiling or shutting the government down. And that's one of the questions Kevin's going to have to commit to, uh, to shutting the government down unless we get a handle. And the, um, you know, we'll sit here as long as it takes because it's, um, yeah, I think the numbers will grow. Uh, whether it'll grow for the, for the sufficient amount, I don't know. The good news is, though, if we sit, I think it's for another six days, all of our pay gets cut. And if we're not, um, if we're not legislating, then we, then that's a good thing. Let's cut the money. And then let's we'll see what happens then. Well, I think I think that's that's something that certainly I hadn't thought of. I, I imagine there are a few other people hadn't thought about that impact, uh, which is uh, something of a a hammer to have uh, have on your in your hand. Uh, let me ask you this too. Uh, I get the feeling that uh, each of you uh, is very resolute in continuing. Uh, how confident are you that your 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 original group of five, then uh, add the, the the nine uh, that have been added on, and then other members, including Lauren Bovert, uh, Mike Cloud, uh, Anna Paulina Luna, uh, Mary Miller, all of them joining in, 
Uh, are they as resolute as the original five? Yeah, I think we are. I mean, you got a. We went to a conference today, which is basically the Republican conference was a strong arm conference. You know, threatening to kick us off committees unless we vote for McCarthy, and for him never saying anything about it. To say he has given us given us everything we want, and that you know it's because he was magnanimous. Luke, some of the things we asked for, he had two months ago. We didn't. We heard crickets, nothing. And the reason is he thought it was going to be a red wave. And he didn't need us. Now he's come to the table, but it's a little too late. And you know we're we're resolved now. Something could change, but I don't think so. And it's the vacate the chair has gotten most of the publicity, but that's not the the big thing. Spending and out of control entitlements are something that we have got to deal with. And I know a lot of us uh, that's come up at every meeting, and he just is oblivious to that. Yeah, and and it's clear that the the Marxist Dems, as I call them, Congressman, the Democrat Party, uh, they are intent on spending as much. This Biden regime, it's as if he means to break the, the break the government, uh, break the budget, uh, break the finances of the entire country. Uh, this is not an accident. This is a strategy that is being followed. Uh, by these radical Dems. And now the the rhinos, as I refer to them, uh, in this case, uh, we're talking about Kevin McCarthy. He's he's Paul Ryan trained and endorsed. Uh, they're in a chain of uh, uh, folks that go back to Boehner, to Ryan. Uh, this is, it's just to me, I, I, he was expecting a coronation. And if it weren't for you all, uh, there would be a, a coronation, and, and it would be a coronation of what the Marxist Dems uh, uh, have put up as an agenda, which is to bankrupt the country. Socialism is right here, Lou, and unless we stop it, or at least make some attempt, then uh, we might as well just say goodbye to America as we know it. And we just not going. We just are not going to let that happen. And the good news is, maybe something. Maybe he will. At some point, get us, you know, get 19 of us that are in, in growing in a room and say, look, what can we do? And, you know, we told him, we said, look, start with appropriators uh, before you name chairman. Say, look, you've got to come to this number that will help solve the budget crisis. you got to do it in a seven-year, 10 max cap. And if you won't do that, then no, we'll just continue to sit in it. But uh, I don't know what else it's going to take. But I know giving in is not going not going to work. I, I was I was surprised to see Congressman uh, Byron Donalds uh, switch over, in particular from McCarthy to to Jordan. Uh, he, as a matter of fact, I was surprised that he was supporting uh, McCarthy because the man has, I think, uh, first of all, I think he's a very talented fellow, but he's also very pragmatic about the budget. He is a practical man. He understands exactly. Uh, you know, what you're expressing here, that this country just can't continue on this path. Uh, there are a lot of people who are thinking that you and I talk about the budget right down the midst of this high drama uh, is, uh, you know, it may be boring them, uh, but it's it really is critical to the nation's future uh, that we come to terms with it. And the only adults in the room, and when I looked out there and saw 434 of our congressmen in that room voting on this, you know, I... I haven't seen you guys in committee with hearings. 
uh, with amendments. You haven't been in regular order. I don't know for how long. Uh, seven uh, years. Is seven years, uh, and, and to yeah. think that that has to be a demand to get a vote for the Speaker of the House. Uh, it's outrageous. The American people have a right to know what their government is doing. They need to be part of the process. We haven't had a discussion on the budget. We haven't had a discussion, a debate, a national debate with our representatives in the House and the senators. This is this is government on, uh, you, know, you know, it's it, it's it's just automatic pilot. Only we can't find the pilot. Well, we're going we're going to do something uh, to find somebody who will lead this country. Uh, Speaker is third in line for president, as you know, and I would argue the most powerful position in the country. Yes, you set sir. the agenda. And the reason Jordan's name is keeps coming up is we know he will fight. We know when he goes in with the Mitch McConnell. Uh, one, he just won't capitulate and say, we're going to take the leftovers. That 1.7 tree just proved that. And by the way, only half the members were present. But only half the members were in the chamber. Half of what you see in uh, now voted and allowed a 1.7 tree to pass to raid the treasury. And that's the other thing. McCarthy should have had us months ago. This, this wasn't a secret that what the Senate did. You know, we should all be having press conference saying, look, we're not taking it. We're going to throw it back at you. But it's just, you know, he's never done that. And so if you've got a track record of not doing it, how is he going to, uh, you know, and, and I told Jordan, I says, like, he was a great wrestler. I says, like, having somebody that's lost every match and then putting him in the championship and expecting a different result. Right. So yeah. he's, well, uh, he's getting up. Congressman, you're talking about Jim Jordan, uh, and he was the champion uh, wrestler at Ohio. At, uh, and I just want to get to the to the point. He doesn't want to be speaker, and and I liked what Matt Gates said. It's about time we got somebody who didn't want the job instead of somebody who would sell their soul to get it. Uh, and, exactly and right. I, and so he he's the right guy. Have you talked to to Jim? You have the belief that he will stand up for the and take the job if indeed uh, he is drafted. It's my belief that as we keep gaining votes, we keep sitting here and gain votes, um, that he will he will come to the table. As I told him, it's a higher calling. I know he wants to be head of judiciary, but as speaker, he can do so much good in this country. He has the trust. People know that when he says he's going to fight, he'll fight. And so I think he will. I think he's – the thing that I like about him is what he's showing to, to McCarthy now. He's loyal to him. Right. And, uh, and, and this isn't personal with McCarthy. I like him as a person, but we need somebody. Personalities are not going to get this country uh, – not, not going to cure the cancer in this country, which is spending and graft and greed and, and uh, you know, and, and, serving the powers that be that are taking the taxpayers' money. You know, Congressman, I, it, these, there are moments where this country does take some, uh, there are inflection points where the country does pivot. I believe this could be one of those. I think you've already accomplished a great deal just in, in demonstrating to your fellow congressmen what what courage looks like and what the what independence of judgment looks like 
while being faithful to your to your values uh, and, and philosophy uh, as a Republican, but first uh, Americans. I, I just can't. I just can't tell you how excited I am about the potential opportunity that, that's awaiting the country with what you all are achieving there uh, today. The, the fact is the Republican Party is a moderate party. It's not a rhino party, a, a wild-eyed uh, left-wing party. You know, the reason that the Republicans, it seems to me, have elected rhinos to their leadership for so long now is because they think they'll get along best with the Democrats. And like you said, we need a man like Jim Jordan who will fight uh, the awful agenda of these Marxist Dems who are in charge of the Democratic Party and certainly are, are the masters of this puppet president in our White House right now. Yeah, and if not now, when? I see the, the runway very short. Um, you know, the, the debt, uh, and I, you know, they keep saying $30 trillion, $31 trillion. It's more like 60 when you put Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security on it. Because every agency that I know of is, is insolvent. So, you know, we're at the point now we either deal with it and force uh, some some change or some concessions, but uh, that's when we have got to take the time. And as I told them, the, uh, you know, we were out 172 days last year, last session. That's 5.7 months. We wow. can't take a week to decide what's the best for this country and give the taxpayers what they want, which is conservative government that they control. They're not controlling it. Well, it's, it, you're exactly right. And, and one of the, the impacts of this high inflation that Biden has delivered to the country, I don't think people realize, even though we've got almost a $32 trillion national debt in this country, uh, that the interest rate on that money has risen by 50%. And just over the past year, uh, this is this is a mad course that we're on with a president who is impaired, in my judgment, and who is certainly following an uh, agenda that will bankrupt the, the nation and worse, because it's also the foundation of our national security. National security, economic security is national security. And if we don't face it now, we'll be under the China regime, which Biden is sold out to. He, uh, everything he's doing is intentional from the border to lawlessness to the spending. And, uh, again, this is highlight. Hopefully I'll highlight that and get a man that'll fight. Uh, we're not going to get through. You know, Biden is going to reject everything. He's going to veto everything we have. Uh, we right. can't get a three-fourths vote. But we're going to make it so hard. Uh, and to, it, the bad legislation has got to stop, and it starts with the speaker. But yeah. spending is spending is the number one issue that is on all of our minds, and that's what's holding us together. And as I listened to Steve Scalise on the floor uh, with his nominating speech for McCarthy uh, in the third round, uh, you know, I just he was, you know, I'm not going to accuse him of lying, but he knows better than what he said. There is no way that the Republicans can sit there and do anything, basically, that he said without, without a vote from the, the Senate, which is democratically controlled, and the signature of a president who is absolutely opposed to everything uh, that the country needs right now, which is the Republican agenda uh, of uh, prudence and responsibility and fiscal management. 
uh, in terms of a, a modest but robust foreign policy uh, and to turn this country around and a government that right now is rampantly corrupt. Uh, there is so much to, for, to be done in this critical existential moment of our history. And, and you are all at the point of the spear in making that happen. Uh, and I just want to congratulate you and tell you how much I'm grateful to you uh, and uh, for taking time. And also, ask you as we wrap up, we always give our guests the last word. Uh, your thoughts about what you faced uh, tonight and in the in the days and weeks ahead. I think, again, we're going to pick up steam, and I think we're going to, uh, at the end of the day, we're going to sit here as long as, as long as it takes to get some kind of resolve, and hopefully uh, the, the, they can have something concrete that we can believe in. And you're right, Steve Scalise knows that wasn't right, and he knows exactly that. I mean, we're, we're doing the hearings, um, delaying that. When has there ever been consequences for the hearings? I mean, is, is uh, Hillary in jail? No. Uh, is, so we're not doing the business of the government, doing the business of people shouldn't take place because it's been bad, and that's what this is highlighting. So I really appreciate what you do, the message you have, and um, I just urge people to get involved. It's their, you know, it's, it's their government. It's not the bureaucrats and politicians up here, which gets confused sometimes. Yeah, and as you say, that's a thought that has been lost over the uh, these last years, uh, the last decade or so. Uh, maybe longer than that. But uh, again, we appreciate uh, everything you're doing. Thank you, and God bless you. Thank you, Lou. Happy New Year. Congressman Ralph Norman, a great American who today, along with his colleagues in the House, made more history. And we certainly hope they prevail for the good of this great nation. Our guests upcoming include Congressman James Comer, Congressman Chip Roy, and the Renewing America's Cash Patel on more revelations about the deep state corruption. Please join us here tomorrow. Follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs. That's at Lou Dobbs on Twitter and Truth Social. And please be with us tomorrow. Till then, thanks for being with us. God bless you, and may God bless America.